Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're mis- listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, I just thank you for all that you've done and who you are, Lord, and all the good things that you've blessed us with, Lord. And we thank you for the gift and the blessing of joy, Lord, and laughter that we can share good times with each other as brothers and sisters in you, Lord, and that we can have a good time, Lord. We thank you for your gifts, Lord. We thank you for your benefits. We thank you for your mercy and your forgiveness, God. And we just cast all our cares upon you, Lord, because you care for us, Lord. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent to guide us into all things and show us things to come, Lord, that takes what's of yours and declares it unto us, God. And so we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you with us mm-hmm. as we continue to study the word of the Lord together amen. and continue amen. our study amen. on the Lord's house. Amen. Um, we just ask if you have been blessed by this or any one of the messages um, and discussions about the word thus far, that you would like the episode, and that you subscribe to uh, this platform or any of the platforms that are currently, or a day of prayer is currently found on, and that you share it with someone else so they too can be blessed. But mm-hmm. most importantly, that we can all learn and grow in the Lord and in our relationship and our walk with Him. Amen. 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 So, as I said, we're continuing our discussion and study on the Lord's house. And this morning, we are continuing in Exodus 26, verses 31 through 37. Can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. You shall make a veil woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. It shall be woven with an artistic design of cherubim. You shall hang it upon the four pillars of acacia wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be gold upon four sockets of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the clasp. Then you shall bring the Ark of the Testimony Yes, in there behind the veil. The veil shall be a divider. For you, for you between the holy place and the most holy, you shall put the mercy seat upon the ark of the testimony in the most holy. You shall set the table outside the veil and a lampstand across from the table on the side of the tabernacle towards the south, and you shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the door of the tabernacle, woven of blue, purple, and scarlet thread, and fine woven linen made by a weight made by a weaver and you shall make for the screen five pillars of acacia wood and overlay them with gold their hooks shall be gold and you shall and you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them mm-hmm. amen so at this time i want to open up the floor for each of you to share what the holy spirit has been speaking and ministering to you about this section of scripture 
And of course, if you have any questions, to go ahead and ask them, right? Because we're all learning, we're all growing together. Mm-hmm. None of us has all the answers, but we know the one who does. Amen to that. Amen. So who would like to begin? Well, John, I guess I will, because you kind of asked me to, <laughs> so <clears throat> to honor that. You know, it's a... Um, just want to let everybody listening know, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to be here. You know, studying God's word is um, certainly beneficial and there's joy. Um, you know, sometimes as, as the Holy Spirit illuminates things to us and mm-hmm. in us, um, it's, it's not always the most pleasant as he does that, but he's willing to pour into us and grow in, grow us. So that's, that's always pleasurable knowing that he loves us enough to, mm-hmm. to meet us where we are and mm-hmm. encourage us and help us to grow. He doesn't leave us there. Um, you know, the, so often in the Old Testament, the Israelites, you know, were faced with insurmountable odds. Mm-hmm. And so many times the Lord just said, just chill out. I, I got this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of it for you. You know, so um, our growth and development in him uh, may seem hard at times, but um, he's right there with us. And, um, Amen. and speaking of being right there with us, uh, that, what I really wanted to share um, before I was going to share was that, um, you know, you miss a whole lot not being here. So um, no compulsion, just really just encourage you. There's a, there's a, a wonderful uh, presence of the Holy Spirit here um, mm-hmm. that helps us frame our focus on him um, to release the things that have happened to us over the, the past day or days, depending on how often it is since we meet, and to really renew our focus to focus on him. And um, as we focus on such a big and glorious and wonderful God, uh, it does really put our problems and our struggles in perspective and make us understand how small they are, how much he loves us, and how much he's there for us to help get through it. So we would just really love for you to join us. Amen. Um, if you're going to be in the greater Hampton Roads area, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Portsmouth, uh, some people call it Seven Cities. It's called <laughs> yes. Coastal Virginia. We've got all kinds of names, Tidewater, Hampton Roads. <laughs> all, but you can be anywhere nearby. We'd love to have you join us. Um, there's opportunities uh, to meet with us a lot um, mm-hmm. and fellowship with us, have a meal with us, take communion with us, whatever that may be. And um, and don't forget to visit the website at dareprayer.org. Um, I've seen a lot of feeds coming in lately about the uh, the T-shirts and all. They've been popping up in my feed. and um, <laughs> So there's a lot of neat stuff that you can get there at the store as well, too. Um, some swag, as it were, you know, <laughs> or uh, merch th- or whatever we're whatever we're calling it today. Jesus, yeah. Jesus loving. That's it. Yeah, Jesus loving. But nice T-shirts, um, you know, mm-hmm. with 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 nice things uh, printed on them. You know, uh, where's the one? Live as if Yeshua died for me, mm-hmm. right? That's a really living, nice one. So living just like he died for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, just encourage you to visit that. Uh, visit us. Join us. Uh, we just love to have you. I guarantee you'll be blessed Amen. by that. And so. Just want to share that. But as we, we were wrapping up uh, the last time that we were studying, you know, I like to get into the interlinear. We have a common mm-hmm. friend who uh, really uh, got me moving into interlinear, gave me an interlinear Bible. And it helps us really dig back and look at, um, you know, the words and how they were used. Mm-hmm. And um, I think of it uh, as a, we saw in Acts, like being like the Bereans. To search the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. You know, don't accept what you're hearing from us. Dig into it. Have some fun with it, you know. So interlinear just takes you back to some of the original Hebrew and Greek. Mm-hmm. And you can look at the words, look at how it was used. You can just have a lot of fun with it. And it, um, it really does illuminate. It uh, really can take what God is telling you deeper. 
it can provide some clarity. You know, there's certainly things that we read, you know, like a camel going through the eye of a needle, you know, yes. <laughs> like what, <laughs> huh? how does that happen? You know? And so anyway, I just was thinking about the, the bases that were being made and how we had silver, bronze and gold and decided to look up silver, bronze and gold and just see what that looked like in interlinear. Interesting. A bronze is typically related to human nature. Mm-hmm. And, um, let me see if I can uh, get the actual word there. Uh, Neko chef, um, which also is used for copper and for filthiness. So interesting that uh, mm-hmm. the human nature is related to that in the use of the word. Silver, I didn't have a whole lot on silver. Kasaf uh, means silver or sometimes interchangeably used as the word money. Mm-hmm. And then gold, Zahab, uh, the root of that means to shimmer. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that was interesting because we think about the radiance of our God, especially in comparison to our nature, our human nature, which was related to in filthiness. So mm-hmm. we need him. We need to be able to experience his presence. And of course, now we have that opportunity through Christ Amen. that as we understand the temple, which will help us understand what is to come, but also how we are to be and how we are understanding how we are to be in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just was a neat comparison to consider. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's, it's what's possible for us. Um, you mentioned our, our human nature. And it, mm-hmm. the Lord just kind of reminded me, it's so delightful that we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. So it's possible for us to live from our spirit man that subdues the, the lust of the flesh or the, the things that are natural to humanity um, that would cause us to be in opposition. Not everything about our humanity pushes us away from God, but the things that do living from our spirit, man will allow us to rule over those things and uproot them so that we transition from that, that filthiness living for the soul and the lust of the flesh. And we begin that refining and purification process to then reach the place that God desires for us. And our father, our loving father, Heavenly Father, our God is such a good God. Amen. He's so merciful. And when he looks at us, he sees his son. He sees the blood of Jesus. He sees his image and his likeness. And as he's calling to us and drawing us towards him, all he's doing is trying to get us back to where we will reign and rule with him, where he created us to be. He never designed us to be a less than being. He never designed us to be subject and in bondage to sin. He always designed us to rule and to walk with him and be inseparable from him. So when you were talking about the, um, how sometimes when the Lord is ministering to you, it doesn't seem pleasant, but it can in fact feel painful at times, um, to the emotions or to the flesh as you try to get in alignment with what God is saying or hear truth about yourself <laughs> or the things that you've done. Sometimes it, it hurts your feelings and, I w- it reminded me of Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verse 11. Hmm. Um, let's see. It says, Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So as we let God cultivate his life in us, himself on the inside of us, and his will and his love and his presence on the inside of us, it's going to produce the peaceable fruit of righteousness, that comfort that we're looking for, the, the shalom, not only quiet and 
um, undisturbed by outward disturbances, but also positioning us in a place where there's nothing missing and nothing broken. And whatever state that we're in, we're able to bless the name of God. We're able to bless the name of Jesus and not be moved or overturned in our faith towards him or relinquish our confidence because we're steadfast and immovable in him because we've been trained mm-hmm. by his love for us. You know, Kamisha, um, um, and I don't want to get too far off point, but the, um, I borrowed this analogy from someone and then enhanced it and redid it. And so many times that it's mine now, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, if, if you're driving your car, those of you who have a car and a red light or a yellow light pops up on the dash, it's an indicator that the car is trying to get your attention. It says, Hey, you need to pay attention to this. Hey, if you keep going, there's going to be damage. Hey, if you're, you're out of oil, you can get a little quart of oil and put in here and everything's going to be fine. It costs you a few dollars. Of course, it might cost a few more dollars now because it's expensive, but, or you can replace the engine for thousands of dollars if you keep driving. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to let you know, you, you need to take some action. Mm-hmm. And um, our negative emotions, all of them, sadness, worry, anger, all of those, God blessed us with those. And they're just like the dash lights in our car. They're just an indication that we need to realign our thoughts to God's thoughts because it's telling us how they're not there. And that's why we have those emotions. So we can rejoice in that um, because it does produce that fruit that we all desire to be, which is the fruit of the Spirit. And so that may seem like an oversimplification, but it's not. You know, our, It is a choice to accept what God has said, that his word is true, that he is good. Everything he created is good. Our negative emotions are good if they're used to draw us back to him. Pain is good if it's used to draw us back to him. Sorrow is good if it's used to draw us back to him. We are not to dwell in it. We are to turn our thoughts and our attention and our trust and our love and our devotion and our hope to him. Mm -hmm. Uh Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And, and that does include our emotions as well, right? You will love the Lord your God and serve him with your... Um, all your heart. All your heart, your soul. Your mind. And your mind. And right? your strength. And your strength, mm-hmm. yes. And so, strength. But when you break that down, that's exactly what you were saying, honey. Um, it is our spirit, our soul, and our body. Mm-hmm. When when you just get down to the core of it, right? Spirit, soul, and body. That's our entire being. Mm-hmm. Mind, will, and emotions. Everything. Worshiping the Lord. Amen. And before we move on, I just want to touch on this really quickly. Worry comes from a spirit of fear, which God mm-hmm. said he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. So if worry is coming up, it just means we're in a place where we haven't yet cast our cares on Jesus and entered into rest and trust with him to um, cease from our labor, cease from our striving, cease from trying to figure it out on our own and come up and take upon us his answer, his yoke, his um, provision for ourselves. And, and that's a matter of receiving it. So when you were talking about that, Dean, you weren't saying it's okay to worry and, you know, just work through it. No, God is very clear about that. Don't worry because it, it's fear. And fear has no place in the, the mm-hmm. believer. But if it shows up, as you said, Dean, it's an indicator that you haven't cast your care on Jesus. You haven't yet um, 
saturated yourself, your mind with the fact that Jesus is able to take care of you, that he, not only is he able, cause we know God can do anything and still even knowing that can feel like we're so far away from him, but that he is caring for you because that's a commandment to cast all your cares on Jesus because he compares, he cares for you. So when you see those things pop up, recognize where they come from, recognize their place, as you said, indicators, and then move into the, the faith that God wants you to have, because that's what he asked us to operate in because it's important. So everything in us is designed to glorify God. And if we're not there, God is not condemning us. He's just saying, come on over and let's, you know, work through it. And just like what we're talking about here to try to pull us back to it, mm -hmm. he is very specific and it has clearly made a way for us to do that. Yes, Amen. he has. And, and, and his design and his plan is perfect. And it is so deep and unsearchable that we never grow weary in that. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother, for sharing mm -hmm. and, and contributing. So that's, There's a lot in there. For all who are listening. <laughs> but, um, want to open the floor for anyone else that, that has something to share. Lord, do you want to go? Go ahead, promise. No, you can go. Okay. Well, it struck me, it interested me, um, with the veil between the holy place and then the most holy. And then when we looked at what Jesus had done on the cross when he had given up his spirit and said it's finished the veil was torn from top to bottom bottom mm -hmm. to top mm -hmm. torn in half and removed so now there was no more separation mm -hmm. between us and just looking at the back in the time of the ark the children of israel had to go through or the high priest i should say had to live sinless if you will for the year and could only go in once a, once a year to the most holy to offer these kind the sacrifice and atonement for the people and there was a purification process that he had to go to mm -hmm. go through because if he didn't um you know he'd be struck down and they had to tie a rope around his waist and pull him out because anybody else that went in there would die as well and you couldn't just leave the dead body there and, and and even with that, the struck down, it, the glory of God is what it is. And he's holy. Yes. So when sin comes into its pre his presence, can't be there. The result is, especially sinful flesh, the result is that it dies. So it's not God throwing down lightning bolts or anything like that, <laughs> no. being mad and angry at people. This is who he is, which is why it's important for us to reverence his holiness and respect him as God. Go ahead, sweetheart. Thank you, mommy. You're welcome, beloved. And, um, how there was a purification process. And when Jesus finished the work on the cross, he gave us his blood, which was the atoning um, piece, and it cleansed us. And mm -hmm. it reminded me of something that Paul had said back in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, this is verses um, 29 through 32. And it says, um, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, 
wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. So here's Paul lining out the purification process for us. This is what you have to go through. This is what God's expectation is, and this is what he's saying do not do. So for some people, there are instructions like building a table. They tell you what not to do, but not clearly what to do. They say, don't put the table down this way. Don't put the legs this way. And then you get some other instructions that say they have the little X by the one that's incorrect and the check mark by the one that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's how God is. He's thorough. He says, don't do this. Do this instead. Here's the right way to go. And you see Paul laying that out in Ephesians. This is the purification process. This is what you need to go through and after you have let god clean you up this should be the end result and it's almost like a measure a measuring standard if you find that you're nasty talking or um being inappropriate with your language you know that you haven't fully submitted yourself to god and that's something that you need to take back to him so he can clean you up and there is no separation between the two of you Mm. because the separation is harmful it will lead to physical and spiritual death and well on our side not god's side yes our side he'll be who he is god is forever. eternal so so as <laughs> you're, you're speaking um i was reminded of, of two things right one hebrews 9 the first five verses but before we read that i want to back up to hebrews 8 the first I'll say three verses, but they're in verse five. So Hebrews 8, 5, there's one specific thing that's mentioned, right? Which all of the, what we're talking about here in this section of scripture, and by that I mean Exodus, talking about the inner and outer veil and the furnishings, right? It was said to Moses to see that you make all things according to the pattern shown on the mountain. Amen. Right? Yes. Or shown to, shown to him mm-hmm. on the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. But we've already said this and it bears repeating, right? Every one of these things points to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Hebrews 8 starts off saying this. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. And then it keeps describing him. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected, and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. And of course, what did he offer? Himself. Himself Himself as a living sacrifice. Amen. Right? Yes. Yes. And and it doesn't stop there. We can go to, um, well, I'll read verse 6 as well. But now he that is talking about Christ, right? Jesus, the Messiah, has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. And then, if I get a volunteer to read Hebrews 9, the first five verses. I will. 
All right, honey, honey. Thank you. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part, which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, and which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of, cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Mm-hmm. You want me to keep reading? No, we're going to pause there. Um, actually, if we could, if you could skip down and read verses 23 through 28. Sure. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself often, as a high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. As it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about all of these things point to Christ, right? Yes. Yes. Everything in here points to him and his role and his place and his position. These things that were made are just, I'll say, types and shadows, or as it said in Scripture, copies of things already in the heavenly places, Mm. right? Yes. Yes. So the original, original. Right? Yes. But it all points back to Christ, who he is, and who he desires to be in our lives. We then, for our part, have to choose him. And when we choose him and present ourselves as the living sacrifice, right, which is, which is yes. our reasonable service of worship, right, back to your point, Layla, we'll put away all those things, malice and envy and slander and lust and, you know, all of those things, that huge list that Paul has in <laughs> and, and, and a few places, all right? Yes. And why? So that we see what God expects of us. If we only had it in one place, it could be easily overlooked or missed. But he's saying it again and again as a safeguard for us so that we know and we understand this is the standard that God has set. This is what he expects of you as his son or daughter. There's no reason why you can't do it except for the fact that you just want to sin so so it comes what you said is key at the end it comes down to choice because we'll we'll phrase it this way right off of what you were saying there's a standard and there is right and we have to measure all right be sure you make everything according to the pattern right yes we also have to make sure we live out our lives according to the pattern that the lord has set all right but yes. when we, it's not just about following a checklist, 
you. you will notice, and I'm sure you, you can think back on mm-hmm. even you, our children, right? Your lives. I'm sure we all can. That when we just tried to follow the checklist, mistakes were made. <laughs> right? Lot. It became very difficult to follow, even though we said, oh, well, I have the checklist. I can, I can just whiz through this. But following checklists doesn't make it a part of us. Mm-hmm. It's only when we choose that that is what we're going to do. Not because of the checklist and the standard, but because we love and want to, uh, we desire that the person that we love that created that checklist is pleased with us. Only then will we actually end up fulfilling in excellence the checklist, the standard mm. that was set right mm-hmm. in yes. the, it, and that's how it applies to us in our walk in our life with the lord mm. we have to choose to love him with our entire being as Amen. dean that brought up choice. when we first started right yes loving yes. the lord with our entire being spirit soul and body because we love him and because we love him we want him to be pleased with us will we then carry out and fulfill in excellence the standard that he has because he will help us do it right and it's not a standard we can uphold out of our flesh we we cannot do it with our carnal man so adding grace to this when we make our decision to love the lord with all of our heart soul mind and strength and then we confirm our faith and our belief with our actions the holy spirit then comes in with his grace and covers us but also helps us to accomplish the tasks um, the perfection has already been achieved in Christ and God still wants us to be willing participants to go with him along the journey. There's something else I wanted to share, but we'll pick that up on the next podcast. Do that on the next one. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're going to pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right. I promise. <clears throat> Lord, I just thank you for today, and I just thank you for giving us an opportunity to gather together and be thankful in you. Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your word so we know what to do with the Lord. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.